Hey, Tom. Hey, JC. How are you doing? Oh, it's another day in paradise. Right? Just like paradise and the beautiful city of Riyadh this Friday. That was an interesting segue. Yeah. I don't really have anything witty to say today. <laughs> Tom and I are both a little tired, in case you couldn't tell by the uh, the massive amounts of energy radiating from the top of this podcast. You know, maybe we shouldn't do these at like, you know, 8 <laughs> o'clock Pacific time. That's true. Usually by usually I'm like in the middle of my my creative juices are flowing more at night. I don't I don't feel that's the case today. So you have the energy. I generally don't have the energy. <laughs> and... All right, we'll we'll move we'll start we'll start doing different times. You you got you got to carry the energy as you right. often do. I'll try. Uh So here's what we're going to talk about tonight <laughs> since we we have no content for this cold open. <laughs> um <laughs> We're going to talk about evolution that happened this past Sunday. That did happen. We're going to talk about Crown Jewel because it's almost here and done. Hallelujah. And then we can stop talking about it. And then uh, maybe some uh, weird contract stuff going on all over the world with New Japan and Ring of Honor and many, many talents moving around, shaping up to make uh, 2019 a very interesting year in pro wrestling. The free agent market's going to be wide open. Oh, yeah. Who who will walk out from behind the curtain uh, at the Royal Rumble? And Cole will inevitably all, it's the hottest free agent. Pretty sure the Yankees are going to sign five or six of these guys. And still lose to the Red Sox? Uh, we don't want to go there, do we? <laughs> no, because I'm an Orioles fan. Yeah. So I'm just yelling from the basement. <laughs> Can there be something under the basement? Um, yeah, sure. From the I don't I, I don't want to get Mike son in my mention, so I'm, maybe we I'm, shouldn't start talking about it. We're more effectively yelling from the crawl space. <laughs> there we go. It's a better visual. All the right, clown from it pretty much is looking <laughs> down at you. He's just standing on top of Adam Jones to get up that high. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's talk about wrestling. What do you say, Tom? Sounds like an idea. All right, can you ring that bell for me? Sure enough. You're listening to the Cheaters Never Pin Podcast, a proud part of the Section 328 Network, bringing you all the best in wrestling from WWE, New Japan, and beyond. Now, live from ringside, it's Mr. Workrate and JC. Ah, oh, buddies, we're back here again on the Cheaters Never Pin Podcast. My name is JC, and here next to me at the commentary table to the stars is my good buddy, Mr. Workrate, Tom. Hey, hey, JC. I'm, I'm, I'm waking up. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. You just had to hear me talk for a while. It's, it's infectious. It, it is infectious. It's, it's like some horrible disease. <laughs> I didn't have a joke there. <laughs> if this was last year at this time, we'd been, we could have segued it into the mumps jokes. But yeah, well, that was a year too late. All right. Let's just dive right in. Evolution was this past Sunday. It was a pretty good show. It was a really good show. And not even because I went in with being like, eh, we'll see what they do. No, it was all, like, none of the matches were stinkers. Um, The worst, I thought, was the six-woman tag. And it was fine. It wasn't anything special, but it wasn't a bad match. 
Right. Uh, and then uh, top match, you could have an argument, right? I think you could either give it to Tony Stallman or Shirai, or you could give right. it to Shayna Baszler and Kyrie Sane. Yeah. But you could also, that's the battle for second. Because I forgot the best, completely forgot about the Becky Charlotte match until I looked at my screen. And then I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. That was the best match. <laughs> I, I just assumed you were just using your usual prejudice against. No. Uh... Um, that match was incredible. They told a story. The, the spots were right. There's the right level of emotion there. Whether it matched what the crowd thought or not doesn't matter. It's still like that's the only thing that kept it from being an all-time great match was the continued tone deafness of WWE towards the audience's responses to Becky and Charlotte. Right. You do the double turn here. This is a top ten all-time WWE match. But without that, it's still really, really good. You top thirty, maybe. Right. I mean, Meltzer. I think called it the top uh, main roster match of the year so far. Yeah. I, yeah, I could give it that. Yeah, you know what? So so far, if I had to pick two right now, there's this one, and then there's the uh, the Buddy Murphy Cedric Alexander match uh, from Two Hundred Five Live, where Cedric retained. That was yeah. freaking fire. Yeah. The thing about that is. Are we officially calling 205 the main roster? Or it's in that kind of no man's land. I believe it's, 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 it's not is. NXT, but it's not main. Well, I mean, are they really showing up on Raw? I guess every if, once in a while. If your Lucha House Party, you did. Yeah. If you're Leo Rush, just yelling insane things about how Bobby Lashley smells. Smells like money. Looks like money. Oh, God. There's a marketing opportunity. <laughs> Lashley cologne? It's going to turn Lashley into that. Lashley fragrance. Oh, day Lashley. <laughs> that sounds like a bad uh, Irish gimmick. Oh, da- what is that? Okay, all right. I had to think about it again. Yeah, all right. You it's, put, oh. she- it's Seamus Ode Lashley. Of course, Fit Finley's the manager, because you know, and and father. Oh, right, of course. But which one? And then we call the entire roster out, and they line up around the ring, <laughs> and a lawyer reads a bunch of nonsensical statements. <laughs> okay, as long as crime time is there. <laughs> what do you think it takes to get JTG back in the WWE? Other than just money. <laughs> I don't know. A paradigm shift. A, a second universe opening up. Wormhole. I don't know. All he has to do is pick up the phone. This is the call he actually wants to answer. <laughs> All right. Back to evolution. <laughs> just run down the card. Uh, we open with the, uh, the Attitude Era match. Trish Stratish and Lita defeated Mickey James and Alicia Fox since Alexa Bliss was concussed, but she was at ringside. I was a little surprised this opened. It was. I, so I felt the same way. 
I was really surprised, but then I was like, you know what? This is a good way to get the crowd like hot from the start. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of these people are here to see Trish and Lita wrestle for the first time in, you know, however long. So if you start off with that huge pop, that energy is going to carry. Uh, and, they, I mean, they they knew, they must have known this card was going to be as strong as it was top to bottom. So they could open with that and the energy would continue. And I'm curious if it would have been the opener had Lexi been available. That's a good question. So... I guess in that case, what would you have had open? Maybe the six-woman tag? You start with Sasha, Bailey, and Natalia, because that'll get, you know, big pops there. See, that's tough, because, like, I, I was surprised by it, but it worked. It, just like you said, it, it, it got the early pops going. Because I think going into this card, you don't know how the, you don't know how the card is going, the, uh, the crowd's going to be. Right. We don't know if this is going to be a smart, you know, like hip Brooklyn type crowd or if it's going to be, you know, just a mediocre Mark type crowd or, you know, they haven't put together a show like this. I mean, I kind of was went going into it thinking, Christ, I hope they can, you know, sell tickets to this thing i mean not 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 necessarily you know crapping on it or anything like that but like i know the average wwe fan this isn't nxt necessarily where it's like you know where you're filling up a an arena the size of nassau coliseum um because you've got these Car, you know these matches that have been built up over time, like on an NXT Takeover show. This is a show that had little build, that just kind of had some matches thrown together, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Are people? I mean, I don't know what ticket prices were going for, but I mean, like, are people actually going to go put butts in seats? And uh, the people who do go, you know, what kind of crowd are we going to get? And it turned out to be ideal. Yeah. I mean, I think they go, I think you go into that knowing you've got a New York crowd, right? I mean, it's still long, you know, it's Long Island, but it's still. We are highly knowledgeable wrestling fans. Exactly. Um, it pulls very similarly to if it was in, if it was at Barclays or it was at MSG, it's the same group. Right. Um, so I think they knew that. I think they, I think you could look at that and go, all right, well, let's start with that. Let's start with Trish and Lita because that'll. You know, nostalgia pop. Yeah, especially you look at the pop in that match when you know Mickey tags in, and it's, that was probably the biggest pop of the match, right? When it was Trish and Mickey facing off, like that got a huge reaction from the crowd. Yeah. So, but fun match. It was a little sloppy at times. Um. But I mean, nothing, nothing, the only sloppy that detracted from it was not counting three because Alicia Fox didn't make it in the ring to break up the pin in time. Mm. Uh, but that, I mean, that's, that was the most offensive thing, but I mean, that happens on Raw at least once a month anyway. Right. So, I mean, whatever. <laughs> it was a good match. And Trish, I thought Trish and Lita looked fine. Yeah. Especially for wrestlers that haven't wrestled in, you know, a decent amount of time. I mean, they were at uh 
uh, Royal Rumble. Right. Where they participate in that. But I mean, even that you're you're doing a few spots. You're not mm-hmm. necessarily doing a full match. Yeah. And they had choreographed the entire women's rumble. I, not that they may not have choreographed this match out. Because uh, I think they very well could have. And that would have been fine. And if they did, they did a good job with it. But uh, I think more than likely this probably was. They knew what they needed to go in and do. But they didn't work through it step by step in a hotel ballroom for three or four days. I mean, you've got three very good wrestlers, and I mean, and and not to knock Foxy by any means, but I mean, like, and she's good enough in the ring to allow her to, you know, stay at the level of the other three. So, yep. Next up was the uh, battle royal for a women's championship opportunity, as WWE would, of course, call it, uh, and I think this was. I think we pick, well, we kind of halfway at half-ass picked Nia Jax, right? Because <laughs> you know, <laughs> as you do in every battle royal, go well, she's big. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, it's what they do for the Rumble. Any other battle royal, it's like, well, the biggest person in the ring is going to win. How do you eliminate them? And that happened to be the story of the end of this too. <laughs> Uh, you had the Nia Tamina moment. Moment. I need them as a tag team. I need yeah. It, I need it now. And I think I think we're headed in that direction with this story. So like when Tamina came out and it distracted Ember Monday night, and they just kind of looked at each other. And Nia, she she looked kind of timid about it, but then. You know, Tamina gives her like the look like, you, you know what I'm here for, and then leaves. I feel like I feel like we're hinting in that direction. And I think they would be perfect for the women's tag titles. Yeah, they they I mean, you gotta figure the two of them would, you know, run roughshod in a road wars type way, just kind of through most of the roster. Yeah. Just go full Samoan dynasty with them and have them just murdering everyone. That would be fun. Yeah. Uh, the battle the battle royal was good. It was a very good WWE battle royal, I thought. Uh, we had the, the Iconics are the last ones out. And of course, run their mouths amazingly all the way to the ring and then are summarily dumped first and second by the entirety of all the uh, legends. Uh, and then we get the the fun legends versus current roster kind of moment, which was kind of cool. Um, Alundra Blaze probably the least prepared for this match. That's how I'll put it in a kind way. But you know, at least all these other women have wrestled very way more recently. Yeah, uh, I, it it has been a while too. It's... Yeah. Um, Ivory is amazing. Yeah. I, I love her. She never looks her age ever. No. Uh, and, uh, physical appearance and or action in the ring. Um, Ivory it, could be on the roster right now. Oh yeah. And that's amazing to me because mm-hmm. again, 57 years old. Yep. I thought the the dance break with her and Carmella was a fun little whatever. Yeah. Little throwaway. That was whatever. It was fun. But I forgot where I either read this or heard it. 
But uh, I had heard saw someone hope. Man, I really hoped she was going to break into a uh, right to censor moment there. <laughs> yeah, been a really I, I fun little callback. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just enjoyed it. It was fun. That's what battle royal should be. I mean, mm-hmm. and I think if you're building to this Nia Jax Tamina alliance thing, then you pick the right person. Because I'm intrigued now. Which I, you know. I would not have been, and I said this last week, did not want to go through another Nia Jax title run or lead up to a run or whatever, because it's just boring. Right. This makes it interesting. Her versus Ronda, though. Uh, It's just... Ronda might actually carry her through that match. And again, I love Nia, and she definitely has a place on this roster but I don't know that I want to see her one-on-one against Ronda Rousey. <laughs> no. No. Um, then we had the Mae Young Classic Tournament Final. Tony Storm goes on to be the second winner, defeating Io Shirai in a freaking barn burner straight out of Shimmer. Or Stardom. Or both. <laughs> I was going to say, you didn't need to correct it. Either one of those. Either one of them would have worked, yeah. Well, I said Shimmer, and then I was like, no, no, go Japan. And I was like, Stardom. And I'm like, oh, wait, no. Either, they, they're both fine. You mad at Dave Prezak for some reason? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't know that this far away I have very specific moments to call out, but I thought it was really great. No, nah, it, it was I mean it was expected too. I mean I guess that's that's kind of almost the unfortunate thing going in is that expectations were pretty high going into that match. So and and they were met. So yeah, there you go. You you, you got what you were looking for. Yeah, I mean the majority of you know main roster fans are not going to know either of these talents, and I think they put on a show to to show why you should know them, and I think that's the most important part, right? And I also think it props up Tony really well to uh, whenever we get back to taping NXT UK uh, that she goes after Rhea Ripley. Who, by the way, Rhea Ripley's when Tony Storm wins and they pan to all the girls <laughs> ringside, like clapping and applauding the moment. And Rhea Ripley's just there ringside, just slow clapping, just with the most disgusted look on her face. that That's not me. She's becoming my new favorite heel of all time. Between that and did you see what she dressed up as for I Halloween? Was, I was going to say the <laughs> Halloween costume. My for, favorite bench warmer. <laughs> In a knee brace and a tie t-shirt and backwards hat. Here, here comes Tegan Knox. <laughs> it's just, it's so well done. She's great. She's, she's developing into something special. Yeah. Uh, like I didn't see it in her. Like it was one of those things when she first started out in NXT, I was like, she's going to be good. She's athletic. But I was like, all right, it's just a blonde girl. Like what's the, what's going to make her stand out other than them going, Oh, we could put her on total divas because she's pretty. Like that's where I, that I thought they were tracking her for that. Right. Right. Now you don't do it. She's a 
dick. Just let her watch Total Divas and tweet about it every week. Yeah. I would pay I would pay 99 cents for that content. I mean, her social media is is developing her character. Her and Becky were going at it this week. Yeah. This was pretty great. Uh, then we had the six-woman tag match. Sasha, Bailey, and Natty beat the Riot Squad. The Riot Squad, who came out as, let's see, it was Pennywise, Leatherface, and then uh, the clown from It. No, that is Pennywise. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, Ruby Wright was dressed as the clown from Saw, right? Am I remembering this correctly? Oh, I don't remember. I don't remember. Anyway, they were dressed as horror I movie don't characters. watch these movies, Chase. <laughs> Michael Cole said it like six times like he was supposed to be like the smartest guy in the room because he can't help himself. Also, they tell him to say those things. I'm not trying to shit all over Michael Cotillard today. Uh, but anyway, it was, it was a match. It was a WWE six-woman tag match, and it was on the good end of that spectrum. Not Again, nothing special. It was there. It was, yeah. it was adequate. Uh, Shayna Baszler... Becomes the first ever two-time NXT Women's Champion, defeating Kyrie Sane with the help of uh, two of the four horsewomen, since the other one had a match later. That was fun. I didn't see that coming. I didn't see the interference coming. I was going to say, NXT yeah, doesn't, was... NXT doesn't like to pull that crap. But it worked so well, and that's such a great way to debut those two. And know that, like, if you thought Shayna's reign of terror the first time was terrible, now she has backup. <laughs> she has two other women that are equally going to kick everyone's ass and can. Oh, yeah. And also, let me make enemies against all the Japanese women. <laughs> so, I mean, the, and the common thought, the common thing I kept saying on the internet was like, oh, well, I guess you put... Kyrie Sane and Io Shirai, and then you could even like bring Asuka back to NXT for the, which is, you know, it's not like they're doing anything with Asuka on the main roster right now. Right. For like a stable to go up against them. Sure. I don't know how I feel about it. Do they have to just because they're Japanese? Yes. That is everyone's entire thing about it. Oh, that'd be so cute. I'm like, can you idiots on the internet stop? Like, I sh- they all keep saying I chip that. I don't even know what that means. And <laughs> I say that I legitimately don't know what that means. And I see it on the internet all the time. I do not know what it means. Do not at me and tell me. I don't care. Anyway. It was a good match, though. Shane has gotten so good. Yeah. Like... She's at first I was so concerned at her selling and I was so concerned at her like demeanor in the ring. And I mean this from like she's a legit bona fide ass kicker in real life. Like that's what she did for a living before WWE. But like that that energy and that edge of it never really came through like the first I don't know like four or five months she was up. But now and I, I think part of it's her developing her moveset and her comfortability in the ring. Being able to work over a body part like she can do now using her MMA knowledge 
and translating that into the squared circle. So good. Just the one, the one move of her being on that second turnbuckle and lifting Kyrie, or uh, yeah, lifting Kyrie up by the one arm that she, you know, supposedly broken earlier. It's just so well done. I love what they're doing with her. Tom, comment? Yes, I agree with you. <laughs> okay. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I figured it's a really great conversation when we both are like, this was all very good. <laughs> yes. Yes, it was. Um, That dumb, stupid idiot Becky Lynch beat Charlotte Flair in a last woman standing match in 28 Becky's minutes. Becky's the man. I love that she just keeps screaming that. I'm the man. Like, good. And it works so well in the context of this pay-per-view, too. Um, this, mat- this match was perfect. Again, would have been perfect had the crowd... If, had they pulled the double turn, which this was the perfect time to pull it, uh, would, have been, would have been perfect. But still, I mean... It's a classic. This is a match. This is the match they go back and show in NXT to the women to be like, here's how you wrestle. Yeah. Play. And it wouldn't have been hard to do the double turn there either. No. I mean, you have Charlotte do something as simple as, well, I don't know. I don't know. It's a little bit tougher since you're, you're in this stipulation. Right. So you can't have her, you know, use a weapon, pick up the belt. You know, anything like that. Um, but I guess I guess if you look at the... What was it? The Brett Austin I quit match. I guess that's this, a similar idea, right? With that stipulation and they execute a double turn there. So. Yeah. I don't know. We just have to come to grips with the fact that they don't want it to happen. So. <laughs> no. Like vehemently are not like Becky is the heel and Saudi Arabia didn't kill anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Those are the two hills Vince McMahon's going to die on and then be cut up with a bone saw and removed from the hill. Um, Just giving the fans what they want. (laughs) Oh boy. Which means, so now I'm totally convinced too. That way, when Roman comes back, he's gonna be like, "I'm gonna make him a heel finally." <laughs> be like, "God damn it, Vince!" <laughs> it's the perfect time to turn. <laughs> Everyone will be so goddamn shocked. Shocked. <laughs> um, Ronda, they just show. So the way that you bring Roman back is a heel, right? Is like, oh, he's going to, like, they do, like, the video packages, like, oh, we're going to, you know, we're following Roman to his to his last treatment, and he's going to the hospital, and he's going to go to, like, talk to the kids, and he goes to the children's wing of the hospital, he just starts beating up the children. <laughs> <laughs> he's just throwing IV bags at them. It's like, it's, it doesn't even hurt them, he's just being a dick. It's like, why? <laughs> They're just like, can you not? He takes the heart monitor, just flips it on and off all the time. <laughs> he just un- starts going around unplugging people's leads, making it very inconvenient for the nurses. Yep, there's a bubble in your IV. You're gonna die now. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> he just starts unplug- just starts blowing in the other end of it. 
All right. Uh, Ronda Rousey retained her Raw Women's Championship against Nikki Bella. Um, that was a good match. I enjoyed it. I think we had Ronda sell a little bit too much. I think you're going to have to come to the realization that's what's going to happen with her. That that that's the way they're booking her. She's not going to be a monster. She's going to be a monster when she wants to be, seemingly. Like, yeah, sh- she'll she'll do well. All right, let's go back in time to Ken Shamrock. Do we? All right. Yes, fine. we have to. We have to. Okay. Like that was the thing with Shamrock was when you put him in the situation with these other pro wrestlers, Shamrock should have been able to beat the shit out of everyone there. Right. So it was the thing of when he was kind of wrestling, like he would end up having to sell and it was like, is this really, and then he'd do his little thing where he like snaps and then almost like goes off the page, like not going to do the pro wrestling, going to do the MMA shit now. And yeah, start throwing people around. And that's kind of what they're doing with Rhonda a little bit, but and I guess we're going to have to realize that she's a pro wrestler. She's not an MMA person. Right. Now, so she's going to have to sell. Right. And you get to tell that story too, of like, she's still learning how to wrestle. This is different in the cage. She's by herself, but here she's got to deal with Brie Bella on the outside. Right. Interfering. Right. So I think I, I, Again, give her a little bit more offense, but I think I, to me it was balanced. I saw that being people's biggest complaint with this, but I thought it. it I mean, it didn't bother me in the moment. And uh, but it was again, it was I was very sports entertained, and I'm really sad they didn't put Nikki over because I s- still just wanted to watch the world burn. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then, of course, the show ends with everyone out on stage, hugging and embracing. Please don't. Stop it. Stop it, Vince. Stop it, Hunter. Stop it, Steph. The highlight of this, and I think uh, either Meltzer or Alvarez pointed it out. Um, so at the end, when all the women are out there, you see Hunter like come out from Gorilla, and he's walking around the back. But he, then he starts like working his way around the side of the women to be in the front. <laughs> like, God damn it, Hunter. It's not about you tonight. It's about Stephanie. Cause she started women in sports. Well, it's important that he gets in front. Cause when they take this picture and use it in the Saudi Arabia thing, they have to Photoshop everything behind him out. So it's just Hunter standing in the well, ring well, I figured by himself. Someone did get the Triple H uh, like uh, go-to pose of him like pointing, but it's him just pointing at the Evolution logo like on the red carpet. It's almost like, oh, I guess that banner is now the champion. <laughs> banner to debut at NXT. But yeah, really, really good show. Definitely, yeah. if, if you didn't watch it, go back and watch it. Which takes a lot to say in this day and age to go back and watch a WWE show. But this is absolutely worth the time investment. I, I think it sets up to what's probably going to be a yearly event now. Yeah. I would think. I would even say do it a couple times a year, right? And the good part is now we'll be past the whole... I say this, but they'll f- fucking run it into the ground every time. The whole... 
look how great we are promoting women in sports. Look at us. Let's have a red carpet. Never do the red carpet again. I I get it the first time. Just do a normal pre-show going forward. Because we don't need to be like, look at all these celebrities coming to watch women. We did it. We're past that now. We should treat been, it like we, sh- we should treat been, it. We should have been past it ten years ago. Treat it like the men. Treat it like right, a regular show. Like regular show. Except keep that production style. Keep the NXT production style because I think it looks amazing all the time. Do that for every show. Actually, it's, ama- yeah. it's amazing what happens when the TV crew has to be in Charlotte. <laughs> amazing what happens when Kevin Dunn isn't there. Right. All right. So we pivot from great to just the worst uh, fortunately folks you only have to hear us talk about it two more weeks <laughs> and that's crown jewel so daniel bryan and cena aren't going nope cena written out in the weirdest manner possible i'm just being corbin just be like right, you didn't qualify lashley you're in okay Get, the two I, greatest words in the English language. Default. Default. <laughs> uh, Daniel Bryan uh, losing his title match that was bumped up to Thursday, being replaced by Samoa Joe. Or Thursday. Jesus, Tuesday. I forgot what day SmackDown's on. Uh, being replaced by Samoa Joe on Friday in Riyadh. Uh, Daniel Bryan apparently had made the decision I was reading this in the Observer made the decision not to go before the current round of news and did not want to go before they murdered a journalist Uh, this just kind of cemented things for him a little bit because apparently he actually asked to lose to The Miz at Super Showdown so he would not have to go so of course they said fine we'll put you over in three minutes exactly god damn it because fuck you is why. Yeah. You don't get to ask me to do things with your tiny little mush brain. It's his nickname for Daniel. Anyway. So they're not <laughs> going. Uh, but you know who is going to be there? Uh, uh, hopefully Renee it's Young. Re- yes. Which. I'm interested to see how they pull that off. And it. I just have this fear. I have this gigantic fucking fear that it's going to be Renee Young at the commentary in full headdress. Yeah. And I think that's even worse than her not being there for some reason. And it shouldn't. And I realize, I I realize that any, any form of traditional headdress is a very religious thing. And there are very many forms of it. And, there are plenty of women who wear it because that is their religion and it's not oppressive. But I feel like in the context of what's happening right now with them going to Saudi Arabia, holy shit, don't do it. They're going to put her in a box with a slot where the eyes are. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> like we complained, like there were complaints about the video that played last time that had Sasha standing there in it. Mm. how the hell are I I'm interested and you know who else is going to be there a real American (laughs) top off the 
the horrendousness of this. Hulk Hogan makes his WWE return after yelling the N-word in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> I don't well, you know, brother. Like, how freaking tone deaf do you have to be to realize this is bad enough already? Maybe we should bring in Hulk Hogan. That'll fix things. No, no. Because as we've been saying for some time now, this isn't for you. I know that. This show is specifically for uh, MBS. Like, they're producing this show for this guy. That is it. Yeah. Oh, God. It's just, it's terrible. All right, let's go through the cards. Let's make predictions. Jesus, Shinsuke takes on Rusev on the pre-show for the U.S. championship. Nothing's happening there. That's my thought. Uh, Brock Lesnar takes on Braun Strowman for the vacant Universal Championship. Still think Braun wins. And I'm only going to say that because I cannot, I can't, I don't know. I honest to God, don't know what I do. If I get a push notification on my phone Friday while I'm at work, this says Brock Lesnar is the universal champion. I, I can't, I don't know what I'll do. I, I can't see it happening, but good. Uh, doesn't mean that it's not, but <laughs> right. That's the worst part is like, they couldn't do that. But then again, they're also still having a show in Saudi Arabia with Hulk Hogan on it. So God damn it, you say I can't? Common sense is out the window this week. I'll show you, yeah. buddy. Uh, Degeneration X takes on the Brothers of Destruction. I would assume The Undertaker and Kane win. I guess. And D- DX better be running around in Saudi Arabia. We all like, suck it all week. No. Oh, I don't know. Can you motion towards your crotch? I mean, I don't know. I want to see him try. I just want to see what will happen. At this point, screw it. Just do like they don't have any laws anyway. They killed somebody, Tom. All right. The bar takes on the new day for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Um. I mean, the bar just randomly won them. It doesn't even matter. Uh, the bar retains. Right. Whatever. Uh, then we start the World Cup to determine the best in the world. Jesus. Seth Rollins versus Bobby Lashley. Should be interesting. Kurt Angle versus Dolph Ziggler. Okay. Jeff Hardy versus The Miz. Mm-hmm. Rey Mysterio versus Randy Orton. Those are your quarterfinal matchups. Who uh, wins the World Cup to determine the best in the world, Tom? Uh, Randolph and Mysterio right away. Like, you with Mysterio? welcome to, welcome back. You know, here's a little. I can see that because MBS has a thing for for the old guys. Yeah. So. Because he did the ask, angle. he did ask for Yokozuna to be at Greatest Royal Rumble. <laughs> so that's why, like, Angle was stuck in the back of my head too. But so the the rumor, the theory I keep seeing online, because uh, Shane announced Tuesday night on SmackDown, uh, if the 
SmackDown representative loses in the final, they are fired from SmackDown. So I was like, well, obviously the SmackDown person's losing because <laughs> they need to go to Raw. All right, who's going to Raw? Well, there's only one option there, and his name is Jeff Hardy. Hmm. I think it's Lashley versus Jeff Hardy, and Lashley wins. Because Vince is loving him some Lashley. And I think Vince actually loves Leo Rush more. He's like, God damn, look at that little man yelling things. It's hilarious. He's like a boy, but a man. But still a boy. Tell me how he smells. (laughs) Yeah. So my, my pick is Lashley versus Hardy with Lashley winning. Okay. Yeah. Then AJ Styles takes on Samoa Joe. Uh, it's hastily thrown together. Styles retains. Yeah, I, I. Why would you switch the belt here? I can't see Styles losing the belt anytime soon. He's he's just gonna keep going until mm-hmm. I don't know. They they build something up. He so has, he has now yeah, entered the, the the top ten list of longest reigning champions. So. Congratulations, Alexander James Styles. And convince me that's wrong. <laughs> Seems to check out. Yeah, it makes sense. All right. Then we get some uh, contract news stuff. 2019 continuing to shape up to be a um, potentially very weird year for pro wrestling. <laughs> So, uh, Meltzer was reporting that New Japan has apparently offered several WWE talents big money with significantly less dates. Which, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, Simultaneously, you have Hangman Page uh, declining to renew his Ring of Honor contract. The Young Bucks and Cody not re-signing yet or making a decision either way. While Cody on the Jericho cruise this past weekend also said... I'm not signing with WWE. Who's what is happening? Then you got Shinsuke's contract up in the air in a couple months. Which if I mean, if he leaves WWE, I don't. Which sucks to say. I don't know that it's a great loss. Because it's no, not it's... you know he's not hugely factored into any picture, and I could see him going back to New Japan. Because uh, he had his run here and it was good. Yeah, he he came here and he he did what he wanted to. Well, I'm sure he would have liked to have been champion. Don't get me wrong. But. Plus, oh, I guess what is Omega's contract is coming up in New Japan. I mean, there's things are going to get things are going to get weird. The Rumble's either going to be the greatest one of all time or a giant letdown. Yeah, it's going to be the latter of those two. Yeah. Uh, I think this is just a whole lot of posturing. Uh, potentially maybe to get a money mark of, of, you know, around to make an all in like promotion. Right. Well, then you've got this rumor that's been floating around the guy that's the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars of the NFL, supposedly saying he wants to start up his own wrestling promotion on like a WWE scale. You can't do that. Yeah, I know. TNA tried. That's that's the that's actually what's happening. They're all going to to uh, impact. 
No. I mean, they're all joining Billy Corgan's TNA or not TNA NWA. We're going to just start regional wrestling again. Everything's cyclical, man. Ole Anderson's going to come out of retirement and start booking again. <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> if it was still sure. if it was still the eighties, I'd be like, eh, maybe. We're going to sign Will Ospreay, and then we're going to ban top rope moves. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Anything else, Tom? I think that about does it for the low energy edition of the Cheaters Never Pin podcast. Uh, I'll throw a book plug out there. Ooh. Um, my wife, the wonderful person that she is, that uh, also runs herself a comic shop. Uh, I had seen it mentioned a couple times on Twitter and then, uh, I had mentioned it to her and she said, yeah, I've already got you a copy. It's, uh, called the comic book story of professional wrestling. Uh, I, I had gotten a book kind of similar to it. That was like the comic book story of baseball and, uh, which, which was fine, but it was a lot of like, uh, the art there wasn't as much art in it as i kind of wanted uh, ideally uh, a lot of words uh pictures were mainly like photos that were kind of like touched up a little bit artistically or whatever this book is all drawn like and it's drawn really well like five six panel pages that type of thing like a traditional comic book would look like so when you open this thing up it looks like an actual comic but from an actual um uh, storytelling perspective it does an incredible job i think of going over i mean the entire kind of history back from the carney days and uh george hackenschmidt and those type of people all the way through to like current day pretty much now I mean, addressing things like the Attitude Era, uh, the uh, how the NWA was kind of formed and the regional promotions and how Vince fought against that and kind of went off. I mean, if you're big into wrestling history, a lot of this stuff you probably already know, but it's not so technical that it goes over your head if you're not familiar with it and i think it does a really good job just kind of overall and again it looks pretty uh and it's informative and it's only uh cover price is 18.99 so i mean for something that's basically a comic that's 170 pages right that's a really good deal. And the holidays are coming. So for that wrestling fan in your life. Yeah. Uh, um, book it. I, I will encourage you go to your local comic shop. If you're in the Raleigh area, please go to Ultimate Comics um, and ask for it. Uh, may not necessarily have it in stock, but they can order it for you and have it uh, waiting for you in a couple of days mm -hmm. 
Uh, but if you're into the immediate gratification type thing, or if you don't live anywhere near a comic shop, which happens, you're listening to us in anywhere in the middle of the country where there are no humans. No, uh, go to cheatersneverpin.com. Yeah. Click on the Amazon button. Yeah. Talk slow. <laughs> uh, broke <And> Tom. <laughs> type in comic book story of professional wrestling. Uh, it should be the only one that's yep, there. It's the first thing that comes up. Yep. Uh, put it in your cart, pay the money. Uh, but just remember that not all that money goes to Amazon and Jeff Bezos and his eventual domination of the world. Part of it goes back to your Cheaters Never Pin family. Yes. So. so we'd appreciate it if you can't get it from a comic shop. Yeah. All right. That's fun. I'm not gonna have to I'm gonna have to get that. I remember seeing that there was this was coming out and then I forgot about it. So this quality. I, I remember seeing online the thing that drew me in was it was just a map of the NWA territories. And it was just done so well. But, I mean, there's a, a chapter here on uh, Mexican wrestling and Lucha Libre. There's a there's a chapter on the the four pillars of heaven. Yeah. I see that here. Uh, the three there's, a, there's a British section, which kind of goes over, like, Big Daddy and uh, how the growth of professional wrestling kind of grew there and then died off and then came back again. Uh, but yeah, there's a panel on Starcade '83. Neat. Yeah, fun. Yeah, check it out. All right, tell the people where they can find you on the internet, Tom. Go on the Twitter machine at Mr. Workrate at Mr. Workrate. Um, you you know there's no other place to go. I put pictures on. I think I put one on Instagram of my trick or treat setup. Yep. Had the fire pit going, had a little Narragansett, uh, what was that? Uh, autocrat, uh, coffee milk stout. Ooh. So that was nice as it kind of got a little bit chilly, uh, in the evening of Halloween. Yes. Had the fire pit going and the little stout cause, now that I can't do stouts when it's, you know, like 95 degrees. No. And I've actually had those for a little while because they're a, they were a limited time release. So I bought them and then I put them in the refrigerator and they've sat there for a little while because, yeah, it's been like, you know, August, July, August, that type of time in North Carolina is not really stout weather. No. <laughs> so. Yep. Uh, you can find me on the internet at JCBOBBITT, uh, wherever finer social media is purveyed. You can find the show at Cheaters NVR Pin on the Twitter. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Give us a big blue thumbs up there. Uh, that's probably about it. I'm on Untapped there. There's another Ooh, social yeah. media thing. We're both on Untapped. Yeah. So you can find us there. See how much we drink. Or see what we drink. Sorry. 
Yeah. There we go. Yeah, I kind of use that just to keep track of things because I'll go into my local bottle shop and something will be on tap and I'll be like, oh, let me grab a pint of that. Wait a second. Have I had that before? I'd love if a bottle shop that was part of this network was also part of this show. <laughs> yeah. We, we're we not don't the, get sponsors. Well, we're also not the beer review guys. So, no. There's that too. I just want I beer. Mean, we can. <laughs> can I not complain? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's get out of here. Uh, next week, we'll be back to talk about Crown Jewel. Oh, dear God, for the last time. Yay. I feel like it still won't be the last time, though. Oh, boy. Uh, and then uh, whatever else happens in the next week in wrestling, you'll be able to catch it here next week on Cheaters Never Pin. Uh, so for this week, I'm JC. I'm Tom. And we'll catch you on the flip side.